The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Busy, Stressed, and Food Obsessed with host and author of the award-winning book of the same name, Lisa Lutan. Lisa has amazing tips to help you slow down, get healthy, manage your time, improve your relationships, and deal with stress. Now, here is Lisa Lutan. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm super excited about today's topic and our guest. We're going to talk about reinvention, which is something we all need to do continually throughout our lives to be healthy and happy. Sometimes we may be reinventing our careers, it might be our friendships, our marriages, or even our own personal style. They're constantly changing. Many people might say that I have reinvented myself over and over. I mean, after all, I was a tech entrepreneur, and now I'm a healthy living coach. I never in a million years, actually, way back then when I was a tech entrepreneur, thought that today I'd be coaching people and leading workshops or even being a radio host for that matter. In fact, if you'd like to learn more about the work that I do, please take a minute and visit healthyhappyandhip.com. Again, that's healthyhappyandhip.com. Today, we're going to be speaking with Felice Shapiro. Felice is the founder of an amazing online magazine called BetterAfter50.com. Better After 50 provides a place for women near or in their 50s to share personal stories, successes, and relevant issues. Truth be told, my writing career began with my first article that I ever wrote called How I Ditched My Inner Skinny Bitch for Better After 50. Com. So I am super grateful to Felice and her team. Felice, welcome to the show. Thanks, Lisa. Oh my gosh, that was, I love thinking that this was a launch of your, your next phase on Better After 50. That is so cool. <laughs> yes. Look how far you've come. Well, thanks. So I want to start with my five ask every guest questions, and then we'll get into reinvention, okay? Okay. First question. Felice, what did you have for breakfast today? Uh, that's great. I um, I actually didn't give myself any time for breakfast today, which is probably not something you want to hear. I got myself to a yoga class, which is a good thing. But immediately after it, I got a uh, skinny half-calf cappuccino, which held me all the way through to 1130. Isn't that terrible? Uh. <laughs> not terrible. <laughs> Not terrible. It leads me to my next question. What's your favorite workout? My favorite workout? Well, that's a tough one for me because I'm a bit, I have athletic ADD. I don't know if that's an official diagnosis, but there's not too many sports I don't like to do. But I I do like to practice yoga two or three times a week. Um, So that's one of my favorite things to do. But I, I don't go to gyms necessarily. I ride my bike outside as much as I can. And if I have to spin, I do go to spinning class, but only if the music is awesome. Um, (laughs) So (laughs) the only inside workout I really, really enjoy is yoga. Cool. What's a habit that you're trying to break? Ah, a habit I'm trying to break. I would 
say that I'm not, this is really, I want to tell you I'm trying to break a habit, but I'm actually at a different point right now. I'm not trying to break any habits at all. I, um, I re- <laughs> I'm into this total self-acceptance stage in my late 50s, and um, I actually just do most things in moderation. So um, the only habit that I would like to break is more of a character habit than anything else, and that is patience. I like to learn to be more patient, and that is just a bad habit to my impatience. So it's more than food or things like that. It's just no, that's things. a great thing. So actually you're trying to add a new habit of being more patient. Yeah. Which is great. It. I'm working on patience. Cool. Yeah. Yep. So please, how do you spend the first hour of your day each day? The first hour I spend reading. I, I kind of, my, when my eyes open, I, I reach for either my Kindle where I usually have a book that I've read at three or four in the morning and then I want to read a little more after I've fallen back to sleep, Um, or I read the New York Times online. Um, That is the first thing I do in the morning. And then I... um, I come downstairs and I, uh, after I hug my husband and, um, maybe we, I don't know, whatever happens. And then we, and then we, what do we do? Then I, then I walk my dog. That's usually the first things that happen. Greeting dog, husband. (laughs) I love it. And then my last ask every guest question is, who is someone in your life that inspires you? Uh, I am right now. I am extremely inspired by Michelle Obama. I wrote about her on Better After Fifty uh, today. Um, I wrote about her a bit last week. Um, I, I I've never written. I have barely written about politics on Better After Fifty. I have. I can't think of a woman who's who's done more for girls and women um, in the last few years than, than Michelle Obama, um, besides Ruth Bader Ginsburg. But anyway, I, I think she's amazing. And so I, she has moved to the front and center, um, in terms of just, I love everything that comes out of her mouth. She's just so authentic and honest and just seems to say things better than that things that I think, and she says them better. She just sends the better. So I couldn't agree I love, with you more. I think her. she's phenomenal. Yeah. So yeah. awesome. So now let's talk about you. You are a master of of reinvention. Can you tell us your story? (laughs) I can tell. uh, uh, Yeah. So um, my my latest reinvention, uh, thanks, Lisa, was um, was eleven years ago. So that's a long time ago. And and reinvention um, sometimes is you can um, kind of make things happen that where you're at a standstill and maybe you want to catapult yourself forward and take a lot of energy from a, from a standing still position, or maybe something happens in your life where you've had something's happened to you where you're forced to rethink the way you live in your days, live in your world. And that's that latter one. Um, when I was busy thinking about after I was, my kids were just about to leave home. I was busy thinking about what I was going to do next. Uh, I was thrown this huge curveball. My husband had a fatal accident, and I was, uh, and I, I was radically, I would say the word is radically empty nested. So not, well, I was busy worrying about the kids leaving, and, 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 and then all of a sudden I had a real full empty nest. My husband was no longer coming home, and it was a, it was a uh, running accident, and he got hit, and it was horrible, and 
instant and my life changed dramatically. And so as horrific as that is, um, time is my greatest healer of all. And so I can speak about this pretty comfortably at this point because so many years have passed. But after being numb for quite a while, I began to try to figure out what I was going to do. And I, I made a lot of changes, uh, not only in relationships and family, but also in my work. And so uh, that, and, and in where I live, did I say location? I think I did, and where I live. So those are, those are huge topics for me. Um, so that's all been part of my reinvention, my career, which I, um, which I launched uh, five years ago. Uh, better after 50, and the day after I launched it, I got an email from a woman named Rana who wanted to submit an article, and we met for breakfast, and she became my partner, so I have the most amazing business partner, Rana Benjamin, who's a phenomenal writer, um, and she and I have been partners for five years, and that partnership and this business has been a very, very important part of my reinvention. And wow. then, Yeah, and the That's... other big pieces I met, I met my husband, my second husband. And then we got married. So that was big. But that's that's a lot of a lot of reinvention. And yeah, I mean, I'm sure now you can speak about it, you know, so beautifully and eloquently at the time. It must have been just feeling your way through. I'm imagining, you know, I don't know how to any other way to recover from something like that. Can you give us a little guidance about like maybe what was just a first step that you took just to kind of move in any direction? Well, Lisa, that's, that's, you, you, the word you use, first step, is exactly, that's it. I mean, there is nothing else but a first step and a second step. And the whole, oh, sorry, I don't know, turn off that noise on my phone, on my computer. Um, first step, second step, baby steps. Those baby steps are a very big piece of putting one's life back together or even making a change because not getting ahead of yourself um, really helps to build confidence um, whenever I would get too far ahead of myself and just think, what am I going to do? Oh, my God, what am I going to do? I'd be, that, would, that just didn't work. <laughs> that didn't work at all. But um, just going out on a date with my husband, um, the man who was to become my husband, one date at a time, very slow kind of courtship. I didn't really think about whether I would marry him or who I would marry or what it all meant. I just took those baby steps. Um, The same with my work. I wrote one article at a time um, over a summer. Um, I challenged myself to write 100 articles over the summer. I actually had a coach who helped, who pushed me um, because I very much wanted to start an online magazine for women um, to talk about this this next stage, what, what it all, what it meant when, because our market is 47 to mid sixties and it really is about taking that next step. So I needed to take that next step. So I was kind of living my work and taking one step at a time and uh, using some strategies that I had, because I also um, am a coach um, for coach. I, I had a coach. I was coaching myself. It was, I just took one step at a time and I moved towards a goal that I had set. And it was a short-term goal that was measurable and manageable, which are the best kind of goals. 
and I was able to do that. So how did I you even get the idea in the first place for an online women's magazine? I mean, you were so ahead of your time. Oh, <laughs> well, um, thanks. Well, I um, I've been in publishing my whole life. Uh, I had when I was 29 years old, I started uh, with a partner. Um, a magazine, a print magazine uh, called um, New York Family Magazine. And within three or four years, we had a group of magazines, New York Family, Westchester Family, Connecticut Family. So we were, we were, we were in the niche publishing business. And um, over 14 years, we grew those magazines and started an advertising repping firm where we repped other parenting magazines, regional parenting magazines, like the Boston Parents Paper. Um, We sold ads into them, and we were bought by a group out of London. So it was a very, very, um, it was a great, great little run we had, and we, we got rewarded for it. It was wonderful, and I actually thought, how would I ever do that again? Like, ever, ever, ever. So it was in the back of my mind that I wanted to do it again, but I know I, I wanted to make sure it was a market I knew. So this is a market I know. And so originally was your plan for, you know, BA50 or was it something else? Did you kind of stumble into that or did you just know that's where you wanted to go? You know, a couple of years after we sold um, Family Publishing Group, I had a, we had a mock-up for a magazine called Dame. Uh, my grandmother used to call women dames. I love that name. It sounded so regal and sounded like a next step. So I, I think for a very long time, I did want to start a magazine for women uh, who were no longer raising young children. Um, so, but, but the print market died. So once the digital market became the way that you could publish, um, that became a huge obstacle, which I love to talk to women about in terms of the obstacles um, that are keeping them from doing what they love, because that was a huge obstacle, because I was not, I didn't know anything about publishing online. I mean, I just, that was a a technological obstacle that seemed unsurpassable, but it wasn't. And so how did you go about making it unsurpassable, making it surpassable? <laughs> making it surpassable. Um, and again, these, it's so funny. You know, you can buy all these books about how to get started and how to launch your business. Like you go just go over to the Harvard Coop, you go online and how to get going. And this would be a chapter in all of those books. And that piece is about talking to people and finding um, people who know more than you and learning from them. And, uh, and then just doing it. <laughs> so I did find this amazing, this, this, this woman is still with us who does all of our web design and I would give her an article and she would show it together. She would, she would show me what it would look like. And we, um, we put up, we put up the first website, which isn't anything like what it is right now. Um, betterafter50.com right now has a, has a really pretty look. Uh, I like it. I didn't like it for a while. Now I really like it because it's got a new, um, a new look to it. So, um, if you go on to it and you, um, there's this, you can actually sign up for our, our free newsletters, which come out three times a week. We have a one on Tuesday 
And then we have a Relationship Thursday, and we actually have a Fashion Friday, which I love to write for, and we, we publish about 25 articles a week. But, but we, we, we morphed into that. Rana and I um, really, really started with just publishing once a week, uh, we took, we, and we still do take submissions from writers, um, through our Better After 50 Facebook page um, for writers, which um, you can just go on to and ask to join or um, just coming to our regular Better After 50 Facebook page. Um, so we're, we're going to be going email. to a break in a minute, but for when we come back, we'll talk more about reinvention. We'll talk about fashion. We'll talk about more about relationships, friendships. For those of you just getting on, I'm talking to Felice Shapiro, founder of the amazing online magazine, betterafter50.com. So stay tuned and we'll be back soon. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Are you a busy, stressed, and hungry go-getter who knows what to do to get healthier but has trouble doing it? The problem with popular diets is that they were designed for other people, not you. Sure, they might work for the short term, but for the longer term results, you need a plan designed specifically for your unique body and lifestyle. How about the stress in your life? Do you ever stop and take a deep breath? Do you know what all this stress is doing to your health? Healthy living strategist and author of Busy, Stressed, and Food Obsessed, Lisa Lutan will get you on your way with coaching, online courses and challenges, and even retreats. You will learn tips and strategies to help you calm down, get healthy, and make you feel and look better than ever. For a limited time, Lisa Lutan is offering a free 15-minute breakthrough session to help you get started feeling better right away. Just visit HealthyHappyAndHip.com to get your free 15-minute breakthrough strategy session. That's HealthyHappyAndHip. Yes, you heard it right. HealthyHappyAndHip.com and enter your info in the contact page. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. are listening to busy stressed and food obsessed to reach the program today please call 1-866-472-5792 again that's 1-866-472-5792 feel like sending an email instead send it to lisa at healthy happy and hip.com now back to busy stressed and food obsessed here again is lisa lutan hi everybody welcome back For those of you who are just joining us, I'm talking with Felice Shapiro, founder of the online magazine BetterAfter50.com. We're talking today about reinvention, and we were talking mostly about reinvention of career, but let's talk a little bit about friendship, Felice, because that's something I'm hearing all the time right now from so many of the people that I work with, that friendships are changing and moving and growing apart, new friends. What do you think about that? I, I totally agree. I think this the, when when your kids leave home, you don't really have the same automatic connections that you have when you're running into friends of your kids' parents. Um, and so some of the relationships don't actually hold up. I mean, maybe you never call them into question, but without the kids around, they may they just may not hold up. And so it becomes really obvious 
it just does become really obvious. And, and you begin to, it's not a, it doesn't have to be a negative thing. It's just, you know, become something that's a little less interesting where other people become a little more interesting to you because they, they may start, they may like some of the things that you like to do, which are different than what you did with your kids. So it's autumn. I think it's a natural kind of evolution and, and um, I kind of call it like pruning because <laughs> the strangest thing happens when your kids leave home. Sometimes you feel like you don't have as much time as you thought you would and your time feels precious because you've been I- devoted so much to them and now you're like, it's me time and you, you're a little more careful, I think, about your time. I think that's such a shocker because you think that when your kids are gone, you're finally going to have all that time to hang with your friends and then your friends aren't yeah. around or they're off going and doing and busy doing all their own things. Right, right, right. And I think, I think there's so many people who, who really have, are very nervous about the, the gaps or the, you know, the voids of, of the kids not being in the house. But I think it can be a time of great energy, you know, really energizing yourself to try on some new stuff. And when you do try on new stuff, you do end up usually meeting people, whether it's in a, you, you, maybe you take on some new work and then those work, those people that you meet at work, you end up hanging out with afterwards. Or you realize you actually like quiet time. You don't need to be around people as much. Some people don't. Um, like I love to take a yoga class at five o'clock at night. If <laughs> I can find one, I love doing that. Where why that do you love it so I, much? What is it about it? Well, I feel like my energy is really awful around that time of day. It's and I and and I'm actually almost too tired to exercise. But if I go to a yoga class, that's I'm not talking about like beat yourself up, hot, jumping all around yoga class. I'm talking about like like a gentle I, yoga class. Yeah, gentle, nice, easy flow, maybe some cool music, that kind of yoga class. I I, I find that my body uh, just feels fresh and and less draggy by the end of it. And maybe it's that little shavasana nap at <laughs> the end of class that gets me to a good place to enjoy the rest of my evening. But um, anyway, that's something that I actually don't have any friends I do that with. I mean, I have friends I can walk with in the morning or play tennis with, you know, if I want to play tennis with or go on a hike with. But but that's something I don't have people that I could that I would go to a class and meet afterwards for dinner. I mean, I just don't. But I I. But it doesn't sound like you even really want that or need that. I think that's the key is just finding that whole new balance, you know, of the me time versus the friend time versus the couple time or dating time if you're not in a couple and just kind of, you know, recognizing that it's a whole new world at every stage along the way, you know, same when you're having babies and same when your kids are then suddenly in, in school and then when they leave school, it goes back to that this is a continual reinvention. And I think that was kind of a surprise, you know, that we would be reinventing ourselves every step of the way, not just a one-time thing, right? Well, I think that's so true. I think the other thing is, and I just wanted to ring this up since I'm at the end of the the 50s (laughs) right now, is that we all say, oh my God, where did that time go? It went by so quickly. And if your kids are gone to college, they are going to be home from college. Like they're going to be, if they're going to make it through in four or five years or whatever, 
it's weird how fast that is that phase is over. You feel like you spent all this time helping helping them launch and now they're done. And that everything just happens it just everything seems to accelerate. And so again, whether it's friendships or your own personal goals, your work, whatever it is that you're doing, and, and people write about this a lot on, on BA fifty is you know, what they what they somebody wrote a great article this week about how there's just too many choices out there. But she realized that all the things that she was doing were the right, she had decided on were the right choices, even though she is never going to watch the 75 Netflix shows and all the options out there. Whatever she chooses is going to be just right for her. But my point is, is that there's so many choices, there's so many things to do. Time just slips by. And it's good to be a little focused on what it is that you're kind of working on or what it is you'd like to feel like. You know, that you've maybe, I don't maybe accomplished is the word or finished or learned by, you know, a certain amount of time. I like that kind of way of thinking. So what I find kind of cool is that, you know, different times in your life, you are looking to do something new. And I I think that a lot of people really struggle with it. You know, they're like, oh, I have to be doing something so fabulous, you know, like for this next stage of my life, as opposed to just, you know, what you said earlier, just take a, a step and really figure out, you know, what is it that you like to do? You know, what is it that's going to make you happy and what is it that you can, you know, you can envision right now, not what you thought you'd be doing right now, but what you actually would like to be doing right now. Right, right. It doesn't have to be a really big thing. It could be a side thing. It doesn't have to be the thing that fills you from nine in the morning till midnight that's full of passion. I mean, when you get into the whole passion thing, it it, it can be a little uh, intense. You know, you think, well, if I'm not passionate about it, I shouldn't be doing it. But that's not necessarily true. I mean, if you like it, if you like something, it's worth just giving it a shot and see see where it goes. I kind of I like also, that way. I think just say yes. Like You're going to crack up at this, but I remember yeah. somebody asked me if I would volunteer to check people in at the Better After 50 conference. And I don't even, I didn't even know who you guys were. And I don't know why I said yes. <laughs> But I did, and then I met you guys, and you're like, oh, you should write an article, you know? And I was like, okay. Little did you know I'd never written an article. But I think just saying Such a good writer, it's hard to believe. (laughs) Yeah, yes, 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 just kind of really took me on a journey where that writing led to, you know, writing a book, and that book led to this radio show. So I think just saying yes is so powerful. Oh, Lisa, that's such a good, that's a, that's a beautiful example of just like, yeah, you just, you, you didn't know exactly where it would go, but you just stayed open and there, and you went with it. And that's so cool. It really is so cool. I mean, I, when, when we started Better After 50, I, I was running with a friend of mine who's in, who was and is still in digital media. And I said, should I do this? Should I do this? I mean, how many, how many page views do you think we'll need to get some, you know, get advertising? I mean, will we ever be able to make money doing this? And, you know, I don't want it just to be a hobby. I want it to be a business. But, and he said, you know, you, you need like, you know, a million page views. And I'm like, a million page views? I'm going to get a million page views. Everything was so daunting, just so big. Everything felt like I just would never know enough. And even if I knew enough, I would never be able to get to those benchmarks that would make me, you know, 
relevant and, 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 and quote, successful. And, you know, here we are five years later and we're not losing money. <laughs> not really, and you know, where, where do you see the magazine going? Like, what's your, what's your dream or goal with it? Well, I really think that there's a lot further we can take this. I mean, there, if you look around, I don't know, what, what, are you, what are you guys, I'd love to know what your listeners read. What, what do people read for women at this stage of life? I mean, you know, all the magazines, like even uh, Moore magazine, which was so great, went out of business. And that was for this age group. And then it started going into the 40s and getting younger and younger because those were the advertisers that were, uh, the younger advertis- the advertisers wanted to reach younger people. So they started, you know, moving that to a younger market. But I actually think, that we started this better after 50, knowing that this was such a big, growing, important market and that women really, really wanted to have a community of where they could share their ideas. And so I think we need to expand on that even further, not just with the writing, but in other um in other ways, Rana and I wrote a book last year, which was really fun to do. I mean, we, we had a blast doing it. We had a fantastic illustrator. It's called We're Better After 50 Because dot, 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 something you could give as a gift. And like, it's a great holiday gift or a birthday gift um, for a girlfriend and something you can read in the bathroom. And we had so much fun with that. But those kind of like something you can laugh at together builds community. I think that community is like the hugest thing, you know, going back to that friendship thing. What I'm just noting is that I'm going to say women because I don't really know enough about how men are feeling, but women are starved for community right now and connection on a deeper level because I think that, you know, there's just so much you can just, you know, chit chat about small talk that it gets you a little crazy after a while. So I'm a big proponent of anything that builds community for every stage, you know, in your life. And the fact that you're doing this for women in their 50s and beyond is is awesome. And I, I really hope that you take it beyond the magazine, like some of your conferences or other ways that you were doing it, because I thought they were really spectacular. Well, thank you. Um, we just had, we, 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 um, we just had uh, a couple of our blogs uh, made into a play um, by this incredible woman here in Boston. And she, uh, it was, it was performed in a theater in Somerville and uh, she hired professional actors to act out my blog, one of my blogs and one of Rana's blogs and a couple of writers from Better After 50's blogs. And it was really cool. And talk about a community. There were like 200 women there watching this play. It was so cool. And people had a blast. I mean, it was just, it was really fun. I think there's a lot of directions that it, that it, we can continue to go in. And we are, um, we're always open to suggestions and to people who maybe want to take, you know, have an idea and work with us on it would be fantastic. I mean, because there's only, uh, I mean, we have a team, but we, you can always use a little, a little, little more help. <laughs> so. <laughs> always need a little more help, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. So what, you know, what's your advice for people that are trying to, you know, start something new or reinvent? You know, what would you say is a good first step for them? You know, I, I remember doing this writing exercise in college where you're supposed to write, you write your obituary, like of what mm-hmm. you accomplished. I love that. And then, yeah. And 
And so I think it helps you kind of see the things you'd like to have accomplished and then maybe pick something from from that list or those descriptions you came up with. My um, my stepfather's brother died at like 88 or 90 years old. And I remember listening, I didn't even know this about him, but he got like a, I think he got a master's at 75 years old in Spanish. And then he got another master's, he had like five master's that he got from age 60 to 80. Um, and so he's always learning. And I just think about people, the way they just step into stuff and do it rather than talk about it. So I'm, I'm a big, like, do it kind of person. So if you have an idea, try to just shut those negative voices down and throw in some, you know, put some positive people in, around you to kick your butt a little bit and take a step forward because doing nothing or talking about doing something and not doing it feels, doesn't feel particularly good because... Uh, I think it was Lady Macbeth who said nothing comes from nothing. Was it her? I forget. <laughs> it was one of my English courses in seventh or eighth Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more. Just do it. Just mm-hmm. jump in there. I think fear gets out of the way for so many people. You know, what if I fail? And it's like, who cares? You know, you only have one shot at all this, right? So just go for it and do it. And something else you said, you know, surround yourself with the right people. You know, surround yourself with people that are going to inspire you and cheer you on. And as we know, that doesn't always happen. Like some people start those, some of those friendships that don't grow with you. You know, sometimes people feel threatened if you're moving and they're not. And you want to be really careful to surround yourself with people that are going to be your cheerleaders. Don't you think? Oh, my gosh, Lisa, it's so true. It really, really can be a bummer to be around people who are not seriously happy about, about you know, your growth, you know, that they feel threatened. I mean, we all know it. When you see that around you, like, you've got to walk away from that. It's really, really bad. It just, it, it can really pull you down. I mean, I have so many friends who, you know, we talk about that. Just can't have that around anymore because, I mean, again, time moves fast. It just moves fast. And it's not like you should be racing through your days because it's moving fast and you have to catch up. But but it's going to go anyway. And so you might as well, you know, just get in it and do it. Just do it. So um, I guess since you're interviewing Better After 50, if you have an article that you would like to submit, any of your listeners um, would have an article they'd like to submit, we're always looking for submissions. We don't accept everything, and don't feel horrible if we don't accept it. We will get back to you, but you can send in a piece, 600, 800 words, to editor at betterafter50.com, and we encourage you to share anything that you see or you like on our site with your friends, because um, the more traffic we get to our site, the better that's how we grow. So that would be amazing. So that's a little plus, so sorry. So we're going to take Shame. a break right now, but when we come back, we can talk more about submitting posts to Better After 50, and we'll talk more about how we can reinvent ourselves. Be back in a flash. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. 
Are you a busy, stressed, and hungry go-getter who knows what to do to get healthier but has trouble doing it? The problem with popular diets is that they were designed for other people, not you. Sure, they might work for the short term, but for the longer term results, you need a plan designed specifically for your unique body and lifestyle. How about the stress in your life? Do you ever stop and take a deep breath? Do you know what all this stress is doing to your health? Healthy living strategist and author of Busy, Stressed, and Food Obsessed, Lisa Lutan will get you on your way with coaching, online courses and challenges, and even retreats. You will learn tips and strategies to help you calm down, get healthy, and make you feel and look better than ever. For a limited time, Lisa Lutan is offering a free 15-minute breakthrough session to help you get started feeling better right away. Just visit HealthyHappyAndHip.com to get your free 15-minute breakthrough strategy session. That's HealthyHappyAndHip. Yes, you heard it right. HealthyHappyAndHip.com and enter your info in the contact page. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. listening to busy stressed and food obsessed to reach the program today please call 1-866-472-5792 again that's 1-866-472-5792 feel like sending an email instead send it to lisa at healthy happy and hip.com now back to busy stressed and food obsessed here again is lisa lutan Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I'm here with Felice Shapiro, founder of an incredible online magazine, betterafter50.com. And when we left for the break, Felice was saying that they do accept submissions. And so don't hesitate if you've ever thought about writing something. Here's a shot. You know, that's how I got my start as a writer. And I really encourage you, take a chance, write something, send it in. You've got nothing to lose. Can we talk a little bit, you know, I love your website and I love there's all those different parts, you know, there's like foodie corner and there's styles and what's your favorite part of the, of the magazine per se, which section? Okay. Well, first of all, I, I, I do love fashion Friday. I just think it's really fun. I was just talking with a friend today about how she was picking out a dress to wear to a party and she realized that she just doesn't want to wear those. Her daughter told her she should buy this short knit dress she had on. No, no, I really don't think I'm going to wear that anymore. I think that's good for you. It's not good for me. Like it was the first, she said it was the first time I actually felt like she needed two things. She needed to go to a different stage of her, her look. And she was redefining that. And I think it's really fun to see um, what's out there for women in, in terms of um, what they want to wear. Uh, and, and to make them feel great. So um, I, I, I have a good time with that. It's a little bit like uh, eye candy stuff. I really do like that. My other favorite is I love Wait, 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 wait. Before we oh, leave sorry. fashion, we got to talk about fashion for a minute because okay. <laughs> that gets a little scary to me. Like when I hear like women of a certain age shouldn't wear this anymore, that anymore. Is that what's going on or is it something else? Because like I like wearing mini skirts. I like wearing you know, kind of cool stuff. And I get nervous. Like, am I too old to be wearing that? So what's the whole take on that? Well, she felt that way. She felt like she needed to redefine her style. I'm with you, Lisa. I do. I wear like short jumpers and short skirts and thick, thick um, stockings, thick tights with um, little boots and 
um, I have a bit of a New York thing going on that I that I want to keep hang on to. So <laughs> I, 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 I I love that kind of edgy dress, but she was saying that's how she thought she wasn't comfortable anymore. So then the question came, well, what are you comfortable wearing? Because she's beautiful and sexy and, and, you know, and there's no reason she shouldn't dress however she feels comfortable, but she was saying that she was feeling a shift. And I think even though you may wear short skirts and, and I do too, I know that I'm not going to wear some of the stuff that I wore 10 years ago, not only because it's not in fashion anymore, but because I, I know that I want a different look at this age. I do. I want it to be a little more sophisticated. Yeah. I just, even if, even if it is a short skirt, even if it is a short boot, I just, I, I, I do want it to be a little more put together than I would have done maybe 10 years ago. So it's there is a shift to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, even in in a handbag, like I I really like wearing a backpack. I really don't like carrying a pocketbook. But there's certain times I do need to carry a pocketbook. And then there's certain types of backpacks that are so cool right now that are uh, more put together than just my kid's old school backpack that I would put my gym clothes in or my yoga pants in. You know, I, I so I... I, so I you're feeling like uh, a grown-up. I feel like a grown-up. I was wondering when I would. I think I finally do. <laughs> so what age did you feel like a grown-up? Did it just like hit one day? I think like 54. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, like I, I guess I'm right about there, getting close to that. <laughs> so it's time to be a grown-up. Yeah, I was doing some speaking. I think I was doing my, sh- no, I hadn't started better after 50, but I was, I was teaching. Um, and I was in front of a classroom of, um, I taught for five years um, at Tufts, and I taught entrepreneurship, and I was in front of a classroom of 20 to 22-year-olds, and I really wanted to be the teacher. I wanted to be the teacher in a lot of ways. And, and so the easiest thing was to dress, as a, dress a little bit more put together than um, I normally would have just gone into a classroom. Yeah, I and think that's, that's when it happened. And that's how it all began. So <laughs> tell me about some of the other sections of the magazine that really yeah, you, that I, you're liking and people might know about. I know there's something called brain fitness. Yeah, yeah. Brain fitness is really interesting. I mean, the, a lot of people are writing about their parents aging and their own memories and um, memories in terms of keeping them active and, and sharp and alive and all of that. And so it's not that we're we're science-based, but... Uh, we do have a lot of people writing about that. I actually like some of our submissions on um, entertainment, too. I'm sounding really glossy, but we have movie reviews by um, Joyce Kohawak, who's fabulous. And we also, like, you know, if you wanted to figure out what you're watching this season or reading or book lists um, or even top videos that to share, like hilarious ones or, or, or ones that your kids shared with you that you want to share with other people, that's really fun. But I think um, the really great thing, I love my partner, Rana's writing. She, she, she has a great sense of humor, and um, she just, I just love her writing. So we have, a, we have her who's doing humor, um, and we have somebody, Vicki Claflin, who does a lot of humor. Carla Arugio does a lot of humor pieces where we really, we really get a kick out of women. We get a kick out of ourselves. And um, I do a little bit of it, and it's fun. That's really fun to read, and just that's a lot of pleasure. And then, 
I love the big revealing heartbreaking stories. People who are, have some struggles who are really honest about it, whether it be uh, dealing with their transgender kid or um, and their own personal evolution of uh, the change that they had to go through in order to gain acceptance. Um, people who deal with depression, people who deal with weight issues. You know, I mean, there's there's a lot of honesty and edginess in this on this site that. We can do because we don't have, like, a corporate office that's telling us we can't do it. So pretty much everything we talk about when we go out and hang out, we can read here. So how do you decide, you know, what you're going to actually publish? I'm sure you get a ton of submissions. Uh, We get a ton, and we don't always get a ton of ones that we think are going to be great. And how do we decide? Well, you know, it's kind of like feeling you're the everyman, like, we think if we love it, everybody else is going to love it. So if it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like it's well-written, if it goes on and on and on, we're not going to edit it. You know, we'll send it back and say, yeah, that's, you know, we just can't. We've got you. <laughs> My British friend says, well, I've lost the plot. I've lost the plot of this. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, it's very, if, if you've made your point in 600 to 800 words and you've caught our attention, um, that's, that's pretty much a good, a good start. That's a good first cut. And there's some writers, you know, that are on there again and again with just amazing article after amazing article. And what would you say is their, their secret sauce? Like what makes somebody, and I don't even like to use the word entertaining because some of those stories that you mentioned before are very, they might be sad or very emotional, but they're, they're very captivating. So what do you think is the key to captivating writing? I really believe that a writer's voice is, becomes very clear. Um, and so unless you're writing about the top 10 things to see and do, um, the writers that are on over and over again have their own voice. And it's kind of like liking somebody, you know, you, you go out for coffee with somebody and you just can listen to them tell a story because you just like their voice. You like their tone. And that tone keeps coming back at you over and over again. And we have a bunch of writers like that, um, who are core writers on the site, um, where we're publishing them at least once a month, if not twice a month, because their voice is a voice that feels very reflective of our mission at BA50, which is that honest, edgy, real, um, refreshing, um, and not cloying. You know, you just don't want to be so obvious about everything, kind of. And and they just seem to fall into that. Maybe maybe I'll just invite all your readers to come on and see see who their favorite writers are. I mean, there's people. I have people who follow me. Ron has people who follow her. There's Vicki Claflin and Carla and. And I shouldn't even like, and Lisa, people, every time you write something, people love what you write. I mean, it's really helpful. And you do it with great, uh, you do it with your voice, like your speaking voice. So it really sounds like you talking and you're, um, you're just, you're being honest. You're talking about your own experiences and what you learn and then you, then you share it. And so people want in. Good. Have you ever had an article that just caused an uproar? of any sort, like you didn't expect it and just people went crazy because they didn't like it or something like that? I had a little fun on the harassment piece I wrote last week. 
as I said, I don't really write political stuff. And I wrote about um, the video, the Trump video that came out. And I wrote about it, honestly, from, um, I felt, from a non-political um, point of view, although wasn't totally read like that. So anyway, there was some, it was, people got really feisty and I thought, oh, maybe I should be a little more daring with this stuff because I hadn't wanted to write much political stuff, although I do love that kind of thing. Um, so that, so that was, that was fun. Um, Ronna wrote a piece about kind of not minding that the dog uh, had died and she got a lot of, a lot of crap for that. And it was, we thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, she she liked that. That that you know, just she was being honest. You know, it was like okay, right. they were done. They were done with dealing with the dog, and you know, they loved the dog, and, and you know, so that was that. Um, I think that that's was, what that I like funny. about Better After Fifty so much is that there is that honesty about things that people usually don't talk about. And there's something that is just so permissive reading somebody else say, hey, I'm happy about this. I'm sad about this. And it really is really liberating, you know, to know that we can – usually these articles, maybe we've thought it, but we've never said it. So I really oh, do urge uh, you guys to check out the magazine. It's really, really amazing. Oh, wait, one more thing. Carla wrote, Carla, this Carla Ruja, she wrote a piece on just really bad behavior on the tennis court when, when women play competitive tennis. I, there were 40,000 readers, like, that day. 40,000? Every tennis team in the country. It was just crazy stuff. It's the kind of, for us, is the kind of thing you dream about because, like, that's an insane number of readers. But... But anyway, it was it, because it hit home. It was so it was women laughing about their bad behavior. It was so funny. It is so funny. It's still there. I like that. laughing cool. about our bad behavior. I think that's a really great thing. My next article, I have to do something like that. Laugh about our bad behavior. Remind me about that oh. one. Okay, maybe I can write that one with you. <laughs> yeah, I like, I like that. that. Laugh better on yeah. behavior. So, what is the she did it part of the site? So. Yeah. So she did it has two functions. One is to actually post articles about when people are writing in where they've tried something new. And so we love to, and that was the initial idea of it, that um, just going, like we were talking about before, just trying something new. And usually a lot of it is work, but some of it's climbing a mountain. Some of it's, you know, pushing yourself to limits that you didn't think you could could reach. But the other piece of it, we took that name and we put it out there as a, um, a conference. We created a conference. And we had two of them at Babson College and one of them at Manhattanville College. All three sold out. Um, we had a, over 200 women at each one of these conferences. And they were all-day events. And, Lisa, you did present a workshop um, for us, which sold out. It was fantastic. And, it was awesome. Um, and, yeah. So that was great, and we probably should be doing another one. We need to. We need to do another one. <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It is. It is a lot, is of, a lot work. of work. But we'll we'll have you back on the show at that time, and we can talk about that. We only have a couple of minutes left, and I want to make sure that everybody knows how to reach Felice and how to reach Better After Fifty. So why don't you tell them again the website, your email, how they can submit a piece, and all that jazz. 
Okay, so um, thanks, Lisa. So it's betteraftero.com, betteraftero50.com. So that's the website. You can Facebook is actually fun. We have somebody who works full time um, on that, just putting out great pieces all all every all day. There's like ten different posts on fun stuff. So check in and and look at our Better After Fifty Facebook page. Um, I think the best thing to do actually is to sign up for our newsletter, and um, then you'll see the articles. They'll come out. You can see the articles that are coming out. And you can click on the ones you want to read because otherwise you probably won't remember to go to the website. Um, so you just go onto the website and it says right on the homepage, sign up for our free newsletter and put in your email address. And that's it's as simple as that. Um, and then we have Instagram. And we have, you know, just like all everybody, you know, all the social media, Twitter, all the social media stuff. But um, you, can, you can also send an article to editor at betteraftero.com. Um, and if you have a product that you want to launch or a new business you want to launch and you want to reach our audience for advertising, we certainly would be willing to entertain that conversation with sponsored posts and all kinds of fun um, options. And you could send that to me at Felice at betteraftero.com, whatever your query is, and we can talk about that. Great. Well, thank you all for joining us today. Again, that was Felicia Shapiro from betteraftero50.com. This is Lisa Lutan on Busy, Stressed, and Food Obsessed Radio. Feel free to reach out at me anytime. My website is healthyhappyandhip.com, and you can email me at lisa at healthyhappyandhip.com. And please check out my newsletter as well because I have lots of events and happenings going around going on, excuse me, to help you live a happy and healthy life. Take care and have a great day. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode on busy, stressed, and food obsessed. Did you get some great ideas from today's show? Join Lisa Lutan again next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.